Hey friends, I love a good story, especially when it's a God story. I love to hear how God takes ordinary women and does extraordinary things in, for, and through them. I'm your host, Jody Kiracosta, ministry leader at Somebody Cares America International, author and traveler on this journey of faith. And I've got some stories that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. So welcome. I am so glad you tuned in. Hey, have you heard of the Her God Story podcast clubs? It's an easy way to gather together a few friends, neighbors, or colleagues to talk and encourage each other in your journey of faith. It's very simple. Listen to the same episode, download our prepared episode questions from hergodstory.org, and then discuss over your favorite refreshments. And it's a great way to reach out to friends who don't know Christ yet. Include them in the conversation and see what God will do. Listening to an episode takes much less time than reading most books, and we think you'll have a lot of takers. So gather some friends and try it out. When you do, email us at prayer at somebodycares.org to let us know so we can be praying for you. You know, Isaiah 41.10, the Lord tells his people through the prophet, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And yet fear can be a real battle. It can hinder our ability to do things. It can sap our joy. It can sabotage relationships. It can paralyze us in so many ways. But God has given us spiritual weapons to overcome fear so we can live with confidence in God and walk by faith into all he has planned. Several of the women I've interviewed over the past year have faced down fear by standing on the word of God and relying on the power of the name of Jesus. In this episode, I'm going to share a few of those stories with you so you're equipped to overcome any fear that plagues you or attacks you. My mother, Mary Nelson, dealt with fear that would almost paralyze her when her husband was away. It was especially difficult because she was the wife of a fighter pilot who was frequently called away for extended periods of time. That fear, as well as overwhelming anger, is what caused her to receive Jesus and accept his salvation. And not long after, she was set free. Here's a bit of her story from episode 45 entitled, There's Power in the Name of Jesus. Well, not long after I received Jesus as my Savior, I really felt like I needed to write to my parents and my in-laws and ask them to forgive me for things I had said and done, attitudes I had, ways I treated them that were not very nice. And I sat down to write letters to each of them. And while I did it, my hands actually trembled. Mm. I don't know what it was, but I was so convicted of telling them what had happened to me and asking for forgiveness that I actually wrote those letters and mailed them. And then one of the wonderful things that happened is that I had this terrible problem with fear Mm. or actually fear, but also anger. And I prayed about anger and just could not get the victory over it. I, I would be so upset at times that everybody in the household knew it. I made sure of that. (laughs) Anyway, one day I went out to visit a friend that was a mature woman in the Lord, and I shared with her about my problem with anger. And she, she discerned that it was a spirit of anger and asked me if I wanted to pray with her. I said, yes. So she prayed with me, commanded that spirit of anger to leave me in the name of Jesus. And I felt something leave my chest, but I also sensed that that fear was gone Mm -hmm. and would not come back in Jesus name. Anger. Anger. Yeah. It was gone. Then 
I realized that if anger was a spirit, fear could be a spirit as well, because I would be paralyzed with fear at night whenever your dad was gone and I would wake up hearing something, I would just, I would be paralyzed. Mm. I couldn't move, couldn't talk for a period of time. Yeah. So I asked your dad if he would please pray with me about fear, which he did do. He commanded that spirit of fear to leave me in the name of Jesus. And I didn't sense anything happened, but I just trusted that it had to leave in Jesus name. Not long after that, he was gone again. I had been doing some landscaping and decided I would mulch around the uh, flower beds around our house. So I purchased mulch in bags and brought them home and scattered it all around the foundation of our house. And anyway, that night during the night, after I had done this landscaping, I heard something in the kitchen. And I mean, when I heard that, I wasn't paralyzed. Fear wasn't bothering me. So I got up out of bed went to the kitchen, flipped the light on, and to my shock, I saw cockroaches running all over the kitchen counter, in and out of the uh, stove. It was a shock. Anyway, and Florida cockroaches are not small. They are big, (laughs) big things. (laughs) So I got a can of bug spray, fogged the kitchen, closed the doors, and went back to bed and went to sleep. But the next day, I hired an exterminator to come every month. Now, while having no fear of cockroaches might seem like a small thing to some, it was proof that Mary had been set free from the spirit of fear that had been attacking and oppressing her. While it has tried to come back a few times, Mary has resisted the devil, and he's had to flee. Laura Mino's battle with fear was a little different. She had been raised to be fearful. Fear had erected a stronghold in her mind that had to be dismantled and replaced with truth from God's word. Hear her story. Even though I was confident and self-reliant, I also battled with, a, I would say, a stronghold of fear. And that kept me from really doing a lot of things that I would have liked to have done. And that was one of the first things that God began to deal with in my life. And as we started reading the word of God. You know, you cannot read the word of God and not start changing because it discerns the thoughts and the intentions of our heart. And in second Timothy, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. So Jody, I started memorizing that verse and I started saying it every time I started getting fearful thoughts. And then also it talks about in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, it talks about spiritual warfare. And it says that we're to take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ Jesus. So every time I had a fearful thought, I said, no, I'm taking that into the obedience. Jesus took this fear of my on the cross for me. And he set me free from it. And so I intentionally started agreeing with God and battling against that spirit of fear in my life. And it wasn't long before I began to see little places where I was no longer reacting out of fear, but out of trust, trusting in the Lord. And we, uh, so many of us know that scripture from Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. 
don't go to that old pattern of, okay, I understand I need to be fearful here. No, you don't need to be fearful of circumstances. We need to walk in fear and reverence of the Lord. So I would say that that was my big battle that I had to um, get set free from. When you get set free from something that's a stronghold in your life, it bursts a dam that now begins to cultivate other qualities and characteristics in your life. And for me, it was trust. And well, okay, if I'm trusting God, then I'm going to put my hope in the Lord. And it just starts snowballing. And before you know it, you're beginning to understand the character of God and that God wants to cultivate that same character in you, the fruit of the Spirit, love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. As Laura stood on the Word of God, applying it to her life, she also was set free from fear. To hear her full story, check out episodes 51 and 52. You know, the truth found in 2 Timothy 1.7 spoke not only to Laura, but also had a profound effect in the life of Nadine Nesbitt, who encountered demonic oppression, but also had to tear down a stronghold of fear that was working in her. Even before Nadine became a Christian, she discovered there is power in the name of Jesus. When a young man invited me on a date to a place called Magic Island, and it was an entertainment type venue where they had magic shows, illusionists. They also had a room where they had what I describe now as different occultic services that they offered. They had a tarot card reader. There was a Ouija board table that you could play. There was a place to get your palm read, all that type of stuff that was in there. My date had decided to get his palm read and he wanted me to do it with him, but Quite frankly, that dark atmosphere kind of creeped me out. And so I declined, you know, but he went ahead and did it. But later that night, after I came home, I turned the lights out in my room and was just settling into falling asleep when all of a sudden demonic creatures appeared in my room. I could see them physically with my eyes. I, I hadn't been drinking. I didn't do drugs. They were a reality. They were there. They were right in front of my face. So something followed me home that day. And there were a lot of small creatures that were flying around the room. But there was one large head that appeared at the foot of my bed. I would describe it now, uh, years later, as the face that you would see on one of those orcs from Lord of the Rings. It was very grotesque, very ugly, and very scary. <laughs> so so that kind of freaked me out. And so what did your scientific mind think? I didn't know what to think. I just got up out of bed. I turned on the lights. I was scared, quite frankly. And so what I did was I had a Bible. It was one of those Bibles with the zipper around the edges. <laughs> and I put it on the pillow next to me because I thought it would protect me. You know, I didn't, I never opened it. <laughs> it was still zippered up, but it was on my pillow next to me for protection. And then I decided to turn on the TV to a Christian channel. I just had that Christian channel on and I slept that way for close to a year. I had the Christian TV going on in the background and never really sat down to listen to it. It was on, there on because I thought that would offer me some time. 
uh, protection. Yeah. So, I mean, deep in your heart, you knew that there was a spiritual realm, but you didn't really want to go there. Right. Exactly. I didn't want to investigate. I didn't know how to investigate and I'd never heard of anything like that before. So yeah, you're right. So, but one day I often did shift work, working in mission control because you work around the clock supporting shuttle missions. And I had one of my colleagues that lived in the same apartment complex and he noticed that my light was on all night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time he passed by my apartment after his shift was over, he would notice, I don't know why he would notice my light was on. So he actually stopped me one day at work and said, Nadine, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> um, well, yes, but I couldn't tell him that. So I decided <laughs> that I was being crazy. And I decided that night I was going to turn my light off and sleep like a normal person. And when I did, those demonic creatures reappeared in my room. But this time they were, I would say, more aggressive. They actually came to me as I laid in bed and I felt a shove. I felt and I actually my body was moving. So they there was some kind of real entity in my room, shoving me, moving me. So even though all that time of having that Christian TV on the TV, I never sat and listened to it. I was hearing it. I was hearing what they were saying. And one of the things I remembered in that moment was someone had said on that Christian TV that there's power in the name of Jesus. So I called out, I shouted Jesus. And the instant I did, those creatures left my room. They were gone. In an instant, it was very, very powerful display of the power of the name of Jesus. And you still didn't know him as your savior, but no, just the no. use of his name. Just the use of his name was so very powerful. When that happened, I jumped out of bed, of course, because now I was excited because I had learned the power of Jesus name. And so yeah. I thought I, I need to know more about this Jesus bolted out of bed, turned on the TV, and there was Paul Crouch on TBN. And he was quoting from Isaiah 64. He's saying all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. And then he quoted from uh, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, I was arrogant enough to just have this thought come into my head that he couldn't be possibly talking about me. Well, I thought I didn't sin. I, I was a good girl. You know, what is he talking about? When have I ever sinned? These are the questions that were going in my mind. And then it happened. I found myself in a white room with God sitting on his throne in front of me. I didn't actually see God. I just knew that it was God that was sitting in front of me. The Lord suddenly gave me a life review. It started with my childhood. It seemingly lasted for hours, but I had these flashbacks of every place that I had fallen short of the glory of God. And it just wrecked me. It just left me on the floor in a puddle, weeping. I was having some carpet time <laughs> at that time. It, and it really did seem like it went on for hours and hours, as you can imagine, a life review would. But then I started feeling a sense of despair. Like, what can I do now? And so that's what I asked. I said, well, what can I do now? And what can I do to be saved? And just as I was thinking that, I heard Paul Crouch's voice and he said, you might be thinking right now, what can I do to be saved? And then he led 
in a prayer of, of repentance and of salvation. So that night I became a new creature in Christ when I prayed that prayer and asked the Lord to become my Lord. Wow. I knew him personally now. And after Nadine declared Jesus as Lord of her life, she still dealt with fear. It was a stronghold in her life that had been built up over many years, but God took care of it. Here's how. So Nadine, after you accepted the Lord, you were still dealing with fear. We haven't talked about how you, you dealt with fear in the past, but you, that's not something that went away immediately. Uh, you're right, Jody. I was struggling with fear. Um, and I, I believe it was because, um, it was really something that I had learned from a young age. You see, my mom was a chronic warrior. She was filled with a lot of fear. She was, um, uh, a helicopter mom to the maximum. She worried about everything and, um, and everything. And I just picked up on that. So I too, from a young age started to have, um, those feelings of fear and worry. And on top of that, when, uh, I started my career training astronauts, um, one of the ways that we would train astronauts is through simulations. And when I was in that training role, I would have to think of failure scenarios um, that the crewmen would have to respond to. And I would have to think in terms of the next worst failure that could happen. It happened. So without realizing, rising it, uh, as I was training astronauts, I was really training myself uh, to think of the next worst thing that could happen in my life. And so I was, instead of breaking free from the fear, I was actually reinforcing it. And so when I first, um, came to the Lord, the very first scripture that he spoke to me through where I knew it was personal for me, um, that had his, um, signature, uh, Mark all over it was from Second Timothy one seven. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. And He was wanting to retrain me. He was wanting to transform my mind. But going back to the Second Timothy one seven. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. For years, I had just focused on that first part. God has not given you a spirit of fear. And I didn't really think about the second part, you know, but the, the Lord has been drawing me to that second half. He has given me a spirit of power. And the Greek word there for power is dunamis. It's the same word that Jesus uses in Acts 1.8 when he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I can witness without fear of persecution. I can move forward and tell people about Jesus. So that was really powerful for me to, to get that revelation that I don't have to um, be bullied by fear. I don't have to be intimidated at all because God has given me that power that I can witness. And then he's given me a spirit of love. I can love others freely without fear of rejection. And that's powerful because, you know, when you're a shy, scaredy cat, you fear rejection. But coming into that place where you can love like he loves, where you're not expecting anything in return. And if somebody doesn't receive your love, it's okay. You're still loved by the father. So you just go on to the next assignment, knowing that He's still at work and whoever it was that he had called you to share love with in the first place. 
And then the third part of that scripture, he has given me a sound mind. Some versions say he has given me self-discipline so I can make wise choices without fear of failure. So that was really powerful for me that, wow, the Lord is on my side. I can make, you know, and even if I do fail, he'll, he'll bring a course correction. So I don't have to have fear. Once Nadine started holding on to and declaring God's word in her life, she has been set free to step into all that God had for her. When you first went as a participant, you got a deeper revelation from the Lord. I did. I did. Even as a more mature believer. I did. I did. Not only did I give God a deeper revelation of his love and his desire to set me free from that fear, he also helped me through this ministry build my confidence and help me overcome that struggle that I did have with fear. And so just this last fall, I was blessed to be able to to be the director and the visionary for the weekend where I was responsible for management of that entire team. For this scaredy cat to move into that place of responsibility was quite freeing for me. And it really instilled in me uh, uh, just a new courage and new confidence. Hebrews 4.12 tells us, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, marrows and joints. It judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. When we apply God's word to our lives, as Mary and Laura and Nadine did, we overcome the things in our lives that hinder us in our relationship with God and with others. Sandra Tracy is another woman who has overcome fear by applying God's word and prayer. In episode 60, we learned that Sandra's only child suffered from brain aneurysm. When that happened, it shook her to the core, as it would any of us. God saved his life, but it took months for him to recover, which were agonizing for her and set fear in her heart. Here is her story. With the career that I had, you know, at work, I had the best space forward, you know, life is good, I'm doing well, all along internally really struggling. I was struggling with fear. I struggled with the fear of death. <laughs> My son, who almost died, God was so good to us that, uh, you know, he didn't die. But then I lived with this constant fear that what if it, what if that happened? I never thought of a five-year-old or even death for a young you know, child or anything like that. So when um, our son seemed to be doing well, school was going well, I was working, but internally I was really struggling with a constant everyday fear. We had only had this one child and our plans were to have three, but after we went through what we did with him, I had a great fear that, you know, of having a child and it dying or, you know, and so it was just a constant struggle, which created in me, um, uh, just an over, uh, I don't want to call a helicopter mom, but I was very protective. I was very fearful. And so that struggle of faith and fear became very real. And so with that, I started battling depression, not realizing that um, I had probably had some depression as a child, but did not really have uh, a way of handling that or recognizing it as such. And so uh, when when this happened with our son, we were in the best place as a couple. We had built a new home. We had uh, very uh, 
a large surrounding community of friendship. My husband actually had a great job as an electrician. He had been uh, bivocational, so a, a great job working as an electrician. I had a great job. So on the outside, people looking in thought, man, this young couple probably really has it all together. We had built a new house. So, you know, tangibly looked great, but emotionally was so, I was so deep in a pit that had to still perform, still go to my job, still act like all was well, still put on that good face at church, make sure that, you know, I'm representing well. But in the whole uh, scheme of things, I was very in a pit in to the place that um, almost uh, at times I didn't even know how I could even make it one day to the next. And it was the deep root was a spirit of fear. It's almost like when you say, this is the way we go to church, go to church, go to church. And we just do it out of road or routine that it doesn't become, um, it, it becomes almost just the norm, not a freshness, not a, a relationship, but just a duty. And so with that, I realized I had a lot of performance personality traits. Although I love the Lord and thought I was really on track, I had not really had that um, encounter with the Lord that uh, would bring me out of that pit. So I just went to the word. I remember my mom had a scripture for everything. <laughs> it didn't matter what we were going through. She had a scripture. So again, I had to come to my own come to Jesus me uh, moment meeting. And so with that, I just went before the Lord and I said, God, something's wrong. Um, I have everything in the world to be happy about. I'm blessed. I have a good husband, a good, my son's well, life is going well, but something's deeply broken in me emotionally. And so with that, I had a career. I mean, honestly, I had the career. I was the colonel of the Arkansas State Police. I was his assistant. I had a very uh, wonderful job. I mean, at all accounts, everything should be fine, you know, and, but it wasn't, I was broken. So with that, I remember um, just a season that I told my husband, I said, look, I've got to find out what's wrong. And so I'd been to the doctor and the doctor is like, well, you know, we can give you a pill. And I wasn't opposed to taking something to help me for depression, but I knew that it was deeper than that. I'm like, okay, I, I thank you for that. And if I need it, I'll certainly take it. But um, I really want to find out what is wrong with me. So I just on a quest to seek God for answer. So I knew that God didn't give me a spirit of fear. I knew that Second uh, Timothy 1 and 7, had we have that scripture to stand on for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. So I'm like... If God didn't give me the spirit of fear, then where did it come from? So how'd you get rid of it? How'd you get through it? So I had to recognize there was a point in my life that I had to come to the realization of what I learned on Sunday and my living it on Monday. And so that's the big thing. I think a lot of us go to church. We hear a good sermon. We read our Bibles, our devotional, and we've done our, uh, our if we want to call it our duty, our task or whatever. But uh, is there a real relationship with the Lord? Is, has his word become real and alive to to us? And so that was the moment that even though things were well, that I had a, I say, come to Jesus meeting, you know? So I thought, okay, I, I really need to just have a meeting with me and the Lord. And I, I did, I actually scheduled it. I told my husband, I said, hey, I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. And, and he knew I needed that. And so I spent 
one evening with the Lord. It was about six hours that I just had a come to Jesus meeting and worked through a lot of uh, things in my life. You know, in Psalms 139, it says that he knew us before we were ever in our mother's womb. And so I, in, in that meeting I had, my come to Jesus meeting with him, I began to realize that God didn't give me that spirit of fear, but he gave me power, love, and a sound mind. Also, the word tells us that perfect love casts out fear. So I knew I was being tormented by fear. I knew that. I was just, there were so many things that had happened in my life, and I can certainly point those landmarks of um, something happening in my life and planting a seed of, of fear. And so with that, um, when I realized perfect love would cast out the fear i'm like okay i need i need a whole truckload of perfect love how do i get that do you buy that how do you get that perfect love and so when i realized that it's that maturing love and recognizing that i have a heavenly father and i had a wonderful biological father my earthly father was a very good man he was a moral man though he wasn't a christian he was a good man and so when i went to the word and recognized that um uh, perfect love cast out fear and I thought okay where do I get this perfect love so I just started doing research on love what it means to love you know love is patient love is kind I, I went through all the 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 scripture in the first um, Corinthians there chapter 10 and so then uh, just trying to apply that in my life love keeps no record of wrong so I was doing all of those things and um then I started recognizing Psalms 139 when he said uh, he, he he knew us before we were in our mother's womb, that I had an Abba Father, you know, because I became to a realization, Lord, what am I here on earth for? What am I here for? And I recognized that uh, I didn't ask to be born. Now, I didn't want, I don't want that to sound prideful in any way, but I recognized, God, I'm, you put me here. <laughs> I, I've gone through a lot. You put me here, but you have a purpose for my life. I'm here on assignment. You know, you've got me here. And so with that, if that is to raise a son, to be a pastor's wife, to be a career woman, uh, to serve my community or serve the state of Arkansas or, or to love people in church, um, God, I want to do that a hundred percent. But I know through this brokenness, that I had to have some things healed in my life. And so with that, I just went on a search with the word. You know, the word is really simple. I have a six-year-old granddaughter and I talk to her all the time about the Lord. And I tell her, I said, our Bible is our instruction book. It's just like a cookbook for recipes. We need that cookbook so that we'll know how to cook a meal. But this is the, the instruction book is our uh, uh, way to live our life. And so when I started just going in the, to the scripture and like, okay, my mom had a scripture for everything. Then certainly this is what she based her life on. Then certainly I needed to search and, and, and find it for myself. And so that's been my quest. Uh, I know the Bible, you know, uh, tells us the fruit of the spirit, you know, the, that um, gentleness, goodness, uh, all of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you know, goodness, gentleness. And I remember the Lord showing me one day, um, you know, I had shut the door at my house and I'd rattled the door. My husband said something to me about it. And I thought, okay, next time I go out, I'll be gentle. I will not shut that door so hard. Well, uh, I did it several times after that. And one particular day I'm walking out and I get into my Jeep and uh, I had just shut that door. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Sandra, go back and shut that door gently. And I thought, 
okay, I'm in a hurry. You know, I've got things to do. But and I'm like, well, my husband's not home. Nobody heard it but me, you know. And so it was like the Holy Spirit said, no, go back and shut that door gently. And so anyway, I'm like, okay. So I get out and I go back and I shut, open the door, shut it gently. And it was like such a calmness come over me. And, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, now, that's how you walk it out. Just do my word. Be a doer of the word and don't just do it and read your word and then forget what you've read and then move on. I want you to apply this just that simple. And so God showed me that day. My word is simple. It, it is the plan for your life. Gentleness is a fruit of the spirit. And I knew that I had um, his spirit living in me and I should be producing the fruit good fruit at that. And so on that day was such a pivotal time for me to just say, okay, settle down and walk out in the word, not just be a hearer of the word, but let's be a doer of the word. And since then I do my best every day to say, okay, God, what is it I need to do today? How do I handle situations? And certainly church hasn't been easy. Pastoring hasn't been easy. I mean, I took the Holy spirit, you know, when you tell me perfect love cast out fear I was like, okay, so I want that perfect love, but also I need to, to live out love towards people around me. And I remember praying in the altar one day and the Holy Spirit telling me, say, just love people. And I remember telling the Holy Spirit back talking and saying, yeah, but, you know, people aren't always easy to love. And it was the Holy Spirit reminding me that uh, that was not my assignment to worry so much about that, just to love them. And so through the healing of uh, what I've walked out, uh, God showed me that uh, there's a bigger picture here. You can hear Sandra's full story in episode 60. And as we close, I think of two women in the Bible, one who let fear separate her from God, another who was fearless in the face of great danger and received a great reward. Eve is the first. After creation, God would walk with Adam and Eve, talking with them and enjoying their company. But after eating of the forbidden fruit in the garden, they hid from God. Adam tells why in Genesis 3.10. He says to God, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Fear kept Adam and Eve from intimacy with God. Is fear keeping you at a distance from your loving Heavenly Father too? It's time to deal with that fear. The other woman who comes to mind is Abigail. Married to an angry, bitter man, she must have experienced much verbal abuse and possibly other abuse in her life, but she trusted in the Lord. When her wicked husband offended David and his fighting men, Abigail did not abandon ship in fear. Instead, with great courage, she let perfect love for those in her household override any trepidation she might have felt as she approached David and his battle-ready army to defuse the situation, save his, her husband's life, and the lives of everyone else in her household. God used her to keep David's hands clean and rescue the lives of everyone at home. God also protected her from her husband's anger and quickly released her to become the wife of the future king. Fear has no place in our hearts or lives. You've heard several women today in this episode mention 2 Timothy 2.7, which the New Living Translation says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. 
if you struggle with fear, take those thoughts captive, memorize and declare Second Timothy 1-2 to yourself as many times a day as you need to, and that truth will sink into your spirit. Your mind will be renewed as well, and you will find faith rising up to replace that fear. If you're tormented by fear, scripture says in James 4, 7, humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Humbling ourselves before God, repenting for anything he convicts us of, is the first step. Now remember, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but God does convict us of things that we've done that will separate us from him. When we repent, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Once you've done that, you can resist the devil in Jesus' name and command fear to leave you for good. Stand firm. He has to go. Like Mary, you may want to ask a mature Christian friend to agree with you in prayer. If fear attempts to come back, quote 2 Timothy 1.7 or any other scripture God gives you. When Jesus was tempted by Satan, he quoted scripture, which is God's word and has power. You'll, you'll be set free. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your perfect love for me and every one of my listening friends. I ask, Lord, that you reveal your love to each of us in a deeper way. I also thank you for the good gifts that you give us, power, love, a sound mind. We receive those good gifts from you even now. Lord, I ask you to teach us to apply these gifts in our lives, to be free from fear and to walk in faith. You tell us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I once again declare 2 Timothy 1.7 over all who are listening. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you for the work you have begun in each of us. And thank you that you will complete it. In Jesus' mighty, powerful name, amen. Thank you for tuning in. Check out our show notes at hergodstory.org for scriptures, links, and other information. And sign up there for our emails and to get a free six-week downloadable devotion on women of the Bible. Or purchase a 12-week devotional on women of the Bible for just $12, knowing that all the proceeds will go to our widow and orphan fund. You can also give a gift to support widows and orphans as part of our growing company of women, because together we can do so much more. If God spoke to you through this episode, think about starting a podcast club. You can have friends, neighbors, or colleagues listen to it too, and then gather around your favorite refreshments to discuss what God is saying to each of you. We have suggested questions online at hergodstory.org under our podcast club section to help you. And now, dear friends, I bless you from Isaiah 41.10. May God, who is your Lord, strengthen you and help you. May he uphold you with his righteous right hand. Her God Story is a ministry of Somebody Cares America and International. To find out more about or support the ministry, go to somebodycares.org.